the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. DC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Local officials in western Ukraine say a Russian airstrike on a military training base that has hosted NATO drills in the past killed at least 35 people today and about 135 others were wounded. Former President Trump held another campaign-style rally in South Carolina last night. He says voters must elect an overwhelming number of conservative Republicans to the House and the Senate in the midterms if they want to take back the country. If you want safety, security, and strength, vote for America First Republicans this November. But before we can defeat the Democrats, socialists, and communists at the ballot box this fall, we first have to defeat the rhinos and grandstanders in the primaries earlier this year. This is SRN News. Bad decisions limit future options. Make enough bad decisions and you destroy your life. Listen to The Flotline with your host Rick Hughes every Sunday morning at 7.30 here on AM 1280 The Patriot. The Flotline describes a main line of resistance in your soul, built on God's Word. Join us every Sunday for 30 minutes of inspiration, motivation, education, all without manipulation. The Flotline with Rick Hughes, every Sunday morning at 7.30, here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Our March Regnery Book of the Month is The Rational Passover Haggadah. Dennis Prager continues his Rational Bible slash Torah series with this examination of the Haggadah, the book used for the Passover Seder, the most widely celebrated Jewish ritual. Sign up to win a copy at the Insider Fan Club at am1280thepatriot.com. Regnery Publishing is a division of Salem Media Group. Your forecast for today, we're looking at mostly sunny and a high of 44 with a low of 31 for tonight. From the Kirby and Christina Realty Studios, this is AM1280 The Patriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast. We'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Hashtag Narn show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And I hope you all got a uh, good night's sleep last night. Of course, we had to set our clocks ahead one full hour. Uh, I was kind of doing a calculation in my head. You know, I was watching the uh, championship game, a phenomenal championship game of the Minnesota State uh, Boys Hockey Tournament. And... Uh, it gone into overtime and then into a second overtime, and I look at my watch. It's like, okay, it's almost 10 o'clock, which means we got to set the clock ahead an hour. Oh, my gosh, it's almost 11 o'clock. And, of course, get up, uh, get up by about 6.45, 7, you know, to get ready for church. And so it's like, okay, uh, I'd really love to stay up and watch this game, but I really got to wind down, try to get some sleep. And, of course, I, I'm typically not ready to go to bed that early on a Saturday, but, you know, we, lo- we essentially lose an hour of sleep. So I, I'm here for... I'm on one less hour of sleep, 
But I'm still going to deliver a uh, two-hour program for you today. And it's a beautiful day out there, beautiful, uh, crisp, um, not quite fall day, still probably in the 20s, maybe low 30s. But uh, that weather is uh, coming this week, that is for sure, in the 50s. And um, I love it. I love it. And and now, uh, as I was saying in the pre-show that I recorded at our uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, it normally gets dusk around five thirty, six o'clock. But now that we set the clocks ahead an hour, now that it won't get dusk until about six thirty or seven, and of course it's just going to get later and later as the season goes on here. So I, this, this, this is—I'm I, I, enjoying this time of year, that is for sure. But uh, might talk about the uh, hockey tournament later on. Uh, and congratulations to uh, the Class AA champions Andover. The Andover Huskies defeated Maple Grove. Six to five in double overtime. In fact, Andover tied the game uh, late with about, I think, a little less than two minutes to go. Tied it at five, went into double overtime, and ended up winning it. Uh, I'm in Ramsey. I live up in Ramsey, so Andover's our neighbors just to the uh, east of us. So, eh, you know, kind of have a little bit of a connection with them, I guess. Well, I do want to get to some local political news here in this first hour. Kind of focus on some local stuff here the first couple of segments. Uh, some big news uh, on the Minnesota gubernatorial front in the effort to unseat uh, incumbent Governor Tim Walls. This is from Emma Nelson at the Star Tribune. Matt Burke spent a decade with the Minnesota Vikings before joining the Baltimore Ravens in 2009. In 2012, his last year with the NFL, he supported a proposed constitutional amendment that would have banned same-sex marriage. Uh, this was a uh, this is something that's been continually brought up. I don't know why. It's was the marriage amendment was shot down in 2012. It was then passed as a same-sex marriage was passed as legal in 2013, and then of course the Supreme Court ruling made the law of the land in 2015. Yet they're still trying to tar Matt Burke with this. I have no idea. But again, this is from Emma Nelson, Star Tribune. Former Minnesota Viking Center Matt Burke will be Scott Jensen's running mate. In his bid to unseat DFL Governor Tim Walls in November, Jensen, a Republican, announced his lieutenant governor pick at a Tuesday rally. Oh, right here in Egan. We need to take back the field, but we can't do it alone, Jensen said in a football-themed video announcement Tuesday evening. We need a teammate who isn't afraid to hit back. Now, I, I've, I've stated on the show Scott Jensen is not my first choice for the Republican nomination. If he wins the Republican nomination, in all likelihood— uh, I'll vote for him, but he's not my first choice. But that being said, uh, the video was pretty well done. It was very entertaining, i got to say, because Tim Walls touts himself as this football coach, and he used a football analogy when uh, he was announced his reelection bid, I think, last year at some point. And he says, we're on the goal line, and yet some people want to take us backwards, yada, yada, yada. So Jensen hit back at the football coach analogy with his own football announcement. It was It was pretty well done, I have to admit. Uh, Jensen is the first in a large GOP field of gubernatorial hopefuls to announce a running mate. In a statement, Minnesota DFL Party Chair Ken Martin said, Jensen's choice is a sign his campaign is, quote, doubling down on far-right extremism, close quote. <clears throat> Drink. Anytime a Democrat gives a statement on a Republican uh, candidate for any office, Chances are close to 100% they're going to throw in the word extreme in there. And and Ken Martin has done so. Uh, Matt Burke has campaigned to ban same-sex marriage in Minnesota, support, supports outlawing abortion, and is a vehement anti-vaxxer, Martin said. The Jensen-Burke tickets far-right extremism. Drink! This isn't real alcohol, folks, but I'm just simulating taking a drink. Uh, the Jensen-Burke tickets far-right extremism is out of touch with Minnesota's values, and contrast with Governor Walls and Lieutenant Governor Flanagan couldn't be clearer. Well, a couple things to address here. First, again, like I said at the outset, people are seemingly wanting to point out Burke's support for the Minnesota Marriage Amendment in 2012. That was, of course, the amendment on the ballot where voters, if they voted yes, voted to define marriage as strictly between a man and a woman. That got shot down by voters in 2012. And the following legislative session, 2013, because the DFL controlled both chambers of the legislature plus the governor's office, they chose to 
put into statute same-sex marriage as being legal in the state of Minnesota. And then, of course, like I said, more than two years after that, 2015, the Supreme Court ruling on the Obergefell case made same-sex marriage a law of the land throughout the entire country. So any state laws that was ban- that were banning same-sex marriage, and there was a good number of them, were suddenly thrown out. And same-sex marriage became the law of the land. Now, unless the Jensen-Burke campaign is running to throw out or reverse a codified law, I don't really understand. Well, I do understand. I do understand why this is being brought up. They, they, they want to put in the minds of the low-information voters that, you know, they're, they're, that they're still discriminatory towards gays. Well, again, that's a very facile argument, and it was one I was make, talking about 10 years ago. Being opposed to same-sex marriage does not mean you dislike gay people, you hate gay people. It doesn't mean that at all. Why we keep having to have this discussion, I have no idea, but... It's progressive media's attempts to gaslight people. That's all it is. And uh, and, he talk, and Ken Martin is a statement supports outlawing abortion. Well, that's becoming an issue where a lot of people are realizing, you know, because of technology, ultrasound technology specifically, how just barbaric, for lack of a better word, and I think that's a very appropriate word, the abortion procedure is. So that seems to be more in line with the rest of the country. State of Minnesota, who knows? Metro area, probably not so much. But as you get further out state, maybe. It's certainly not the signature issue of voters. But, you know, at Burke, you know, support, supports, uh, probably does. You know, he's very much pro-life. I mean, he's Catholic. What does he have, seven kids, six or seven kids, something like that? Yeah, he's very pro-life. I think that's pretty obvious. But. This is the one that really continues to irk me, you know, a vehement anti-vaxxer. Well, they don't they don't advocate banning vaccines. See, the, but the, but this is this is this is all 1980 very 1984ish Orwellian type stuff because the dictionary recently redefined an anti-vaxxer is not someone who is opposed to vaccines but someone who opposes vaccines being forced upon people. Basically, they they now define an anti-vaxxer as someone who opposes government mandating that people take a vaccine. Okay? So, I have been, I've got both shots of the vaccine plus the booster, yet I am vehemently opposed to government mandating vaccines. So I'm an anti-vaxxer by definition, even though I got both the jabs plus the booster. I'm an anti-vaxxer. According to this garbage. So you see, the the left is, is controlling the language. This is very Orwellian stuff. Uh, but all that being said, I will I will at least give Ken Martin in, uh, credit where credit is due, even though, you know, he wasn't saying this to, you know, be aligned with my viewpoint. But talking about, you know, doubling down on the far-right extremism. Well... I wouldn't call it far-right extremism, but it is true. Scott Jensen is basically getting someone on his ticket who is basically the, the, his viewpoints are a carbon copy, or at least his uh, campaign message a carbon copy of what Scott Jensen's been saying, particularly about this COVID pandemic. Typically, when you pick a lieutenant governor candidate, you pick someone who can appeal to a wider swath of voters, okay, because Minnesota's a blue state. It's a blue state. You need to be have the ability to draw in some independence. Okay? And as the head of the ticket, as Scott Jensen is, you don't need to necessarily compromise your con, uh, conservative pedigree. But you need to have a running mate who can draw in a wider swath of voters. Uh, great example, 2018. The DFL, particularly those that go to the convention, far left progressive. So they so they endorsed Aaron Murphy, Minnesota legislator, as their candidate for governor. And Aaron Murphy then selected Aaron May Quaid, also very far left, as her running mate. So Governor Walls, deci- or then candidate Tim Walls, decided to take it to a primary. Well, he selected his running mate, Peggy Flanagan. 
Peggy Flanagan was a house member out of Golden Valley, First Ring Suburb, very progressive. Peggy Flanagan, very progressive. Golden Valley, well, Golden Valley, I guess, is pretty progressive, but I'm talking about Peggy Flanagan, very progressive, okay, and is of uh, Native American descent. So, you know, checks off the uh, a box on the intersectionality scorecard, a couple of them. Uh, she's a minority and she's female, you know, because that's the way the DFL does things. So, the idea there was Tim Walls wanted to appeal to a wider uh, a wider swath of the electorate, the Democrat electorate, okay, when they went to primary. And it worked. They won the primary and obviously ended up being elected governor. But the problem in the eyes of, of progressives, you know, Tim Walls, they didn't rejected Walls because he was perceived as too moderate, okay? Because Tim Walls, for most of his congressional career, was pro-gun until— he uh, met up with the Moms Demand Action gals and barely won his reelection in 2016 and said, well, I better uh, get out while the getting's good and run for governor. Well, uh, he was too moderate for the uh, DFL base, so he needed to bring on a progressive. And then Democrats say, OK, yeah, he at least brought on a progressive. That's fine. Well, at least, you know, he has a better chance of winning a statewide election so we can at least it's more palatable now to vote for a moderate Democrat because he's got a progressive on the ticket. And, of course, they ended up winning the gubernatorial race. I, I, I make that point to say uh, I'm not sure that Scott Jensen at Matt Burke ticket is that appealing statewide. The only, the only reason I, I'm not going to say they have zero shot if indeed they are the, the Republican ticket come November because we still got an endorsing convention and then probably a primary. But if they are the, the, the ticket, you know, I, I don't want to say they have zero chance because, again, the DFL has shown their cards. They're scared to death over this third-party candidate, Corey Heplov, the forward party, okay, because a lot there are a lot of moderate Democrats out there very disaffected by what's been going on. And as a result, they're like, I don't think I could vote to elect Tim Walls, you know, because he's was so he was a supposed moderate, but yet, he made all of these decisions unilaterally when it came to the COVID pandemic and look at the havoc it's wreaked upon our state. And, oh, hey, government's living high off the hog because they got almost a $10 billion budget surplus. So they're doing okay. But there's no way these disaffected Democrats, moderates, could vote for a Republican like Scott Jensen. So guess what? They say, well, you know, this Corey Heppelas, some of his, uh, you know, stances are pretty progressive. Well, okay, I can vote for him, and that would effectively siphon off votes from the DFL. So the the Republicans definitely have the the advantage there with with someone like Corey Hepla being in the race. I'm just not sure, again, that the Jensen-Burke ticket can appeal statewide. And again, some people may say that's my bias showing because I've been very upfront about my support for Michelle Benson as the Republican nominee uh, for governor, And, and, and if you want to think that, that's fine. But you can't deny that uh, a ticket like this is a non-starter any other year. And as the pandemic is waning, do they really still have a lot of clout with the voters? Because that's really what got voters' attention with Scott Jensen when he got in the race just over, it was a year ago this past week, when we were still in the height of the pandemic, just before the vaccine started to become uh, more ubiquitous, is Scott Jensen was out there hitting back on the on these uh COVID mandates. And of course, a lot of people wanted to hear that and were ready to hear that. Even some non-traditional uh, people who traditionally don't vote Republican. But uh, yeah, this is something uh, we will definitely uh, uh, keep an eye on as the uh, weeks and months progress. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 
Want a place where your child learns to form their own opinions, seek the truth, and see the world through God's prism? At Liberty Classical Academy, love of God and country is not controversial. They teach the foundational principles of Western civilization, including the U.S. Constitution. They're raising up the next generation of responsible citizens this country needs. Our campus is expanding. Students in preschool through second grade will be welcome to our Hugo campus in the fall. To learn more, visit libertyclassicalacademy.org. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-260-1792. 800-260-1792. That's 800-260-1792. It's said that if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. According to our latest research, local business owners today are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was just a few months ago. They also told us that targeting the right audience with their advertising messages is more important than ever. At Salem Surround... Our team of local in-market experts take that seriously. We utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. Let Salem Surround show you how we can solve for your marketing challenges by bringing nationwide resources while delivering Main Street solutions. Salem Surround is here to help you through the constant changes. We promise we'll help your business stay ahead of the changing weather. Learn more at surroundmsp.com surroundmsp.com connecting you with new customers the right to the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed bearingarms.com covers second amendment issues self-defense the latest gear and more that's bearingarms.com hey welcome back AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And I do have our live stream up and running at the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Just do a search. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and follow us along there. You can follow the live stream, and you can comment in the comment section as well. Gary, as always, from uh, Gary from War Road, as always, checks in with his weekly hello from War Road. Well, hello back to you, Gary, up in uh, up in War Road. I almost feel like uh, I can't get the show started off uh, on the live stream, anyways, uh, until Gary says hi from War Road. Uh, when Gary does that, we know the show is. Uh, uh, on the right path, that is for sure. So, Gary, we appreciate the support as always. Uh, thank you for uh, saying hello. Uh, I want to continue uh, my discussion on the uh, Minnesota politics. You know, I, I talked a little bit about the Jensen Burke campaign and how, in a normal year, uh, it would be a tough uh, road to hoe in, to win a statewide election with that ticket that is, you know, let's be honest, very far to the right. Okay. Um, but there, there is a chance. I mean, we need to look no further than what happened uh, in Virginia, you know, this past November with Glenn Youngkin winning, you know, the uh, the Republican candidate for governor, winning, defeating Terry McAuliffe in, in a very blue state. Virginia has become very blue over the past decade. Okay, particularly, well, since Barack Obama's first election in 2008, so more than a decade. So it is possible. Uh, and again, the, the third party... A candidate Corey Hepler helps, you know, siphoning off vote, votes from the Walls campaign, and the DFL has been freaked out by that. I've seen DFL politicos on Twitter, um, very, uh, very concerned about that. And here's here's another aspect of this. 
Uh, Brian Boxed, who uh, writes for, I believe he's with, uh, he used to be with the Associated Press, but he believes he, yeah, he's with uh, Minnesota Public Radio now. Uh, when he, when someone posted a photo of the event this past Tuesday where Scott Jensen announced his running mate, it was a packed house. I mean, for a Republican gubernatorial candidate having a get-together eight months before the general election and for the House to be standing room only, uh, I'm sorry, you, you, you can say what you want about the Jensen campaign and their message and some of the goofy things Scott Jensen has said on the stump, and that's all legit, but that is, that is serious stuff right there. And Brian Box, again, writes for Minnesota Public Radio News, uh, he indicated it was standing room only, and he only recognized a handful to a dozen of familiar faces in the crowd. Um, and that, and when he says familiar faces, he's referring to folks who are party regulars, strategists that you see at all of these kind of events. Okay, so when you have people who are not really politically engaged until the summer at the earliest. In most cases, August or September, as you know, we start to get barraged with political ads, that's when you know this is serious. Okay? And again, I say this as someone who's supporting Michelle Benson for the GOP nominee, and I will continue to do so until um, at what point she isn't in the race anymore, whether it's the after the if she doesn't win the endorsement or if she doesn't win in the primary or if she doesn't win in the general, whatever. I'm I'm in Camp Benson. So I'm saying this from that perspective. It is clear right now, and again, this may be an obvious statement, that Scott Jensen's the Republican frontrunner. It's, it's very clear. I mean, he's been in the race. He got in, like I say, it was a year ago this past week he made the announcement that he was getting in the race. So he's been ramping up his message that whole time. Uh, he's raised a lot of money, mostly from small donors. I mean, people look at the big money totals like, well, you know, he served one term in the Minnesota State Senate, and he's a doctor. You know, he's got all these wealthy contacts. Well, no, no. He, the the money he has raised has been primarily from small-dollar individual donors. Okay? So this is a very formidable campaign. And, you know, again, I, 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 I'm hoping upon hope, if indeed this is the ticket that is the GOP nominee in November, that they'll, by that point, have really expanded their message into other areas. Like, you know, I mean, Matt Burke in particular, I mean, he's, I mean, I know he's been tough on the, uh, on the COVID uh, mandates, but he's also very well uh, versed in uh, uh, education, has a vested interest in education, which is a big hot button issue right now. Again, we look back at Virginia where Terry McAuliffe, the Democrat candidate, basically said, I don't think parents should have a say in what their kids are taught. Well, Matt Burke, again, this is from the Star Tribune story, uh, graduate of St. Paul's Creighton Durham Hall and Harvard University, uh, father of eight. I said six or seven kids. I was undercounting. Matt Burke, eight kids. Uh, He co-founded Unity High School, a Catholic school in Burnsville. Okay, so Matt Burke is obviously very, has a very vested interest in the educational direction of our kids because what we're seeing right now is a big shift in mindset of parents where they no longer, they, they want to take the tax dollars that are going to edu- educating our kids and use that as for school choice to place their kids in the school of their choice. Like, look, I'm paying all this money in tax dollars for education. Why shouldn't I have a say and where my kids go to school, and the tax dollars just follow them. Because, I mean, the tax dollars are funding their education at the school they're going to anyways. Why can't the tax dollars follow them to a school that I want them to go to? And then and then if you want to uh, teach all of this stuff at the public school, you know, stuff steeped in critical race theory or whatever else, have at it. That's fine, but I don't want my kids partaking. I want my kids to have life skills that's going to adequately prepare them for when they get into college and then when they learn a trade or an acumen in college or a trade school, what have you, then they're, then they're well-prepared getting in the working world, you know? And this is an issue which the Jensen-Burke ticket 
could really hammer home. So like like I was saying in the previous segment, if the pandemic continues to wane as it is, and it's not as big a hot-button issue as this fall, and yet they're still hammering away on Gov- Governor Walls and his emergency mandates and whatever else, if people have gone on back to living their lives as close to normal as they can, I mean, some people you have to pry this pandemic from their cold, dead fingers, but the vast majority of people, when they've lived their, when they're off living their normal lives again later this fall and summer, and, and I hope to God that's the case, they're going to be like, "Why are you continuing to hammer these COVID mandates? The the pandemic is over. Let it go, man." So my point is, is I hope that they are broadening their message into other areas. And education definitely is another strong area that the Jensen Burke ticket could capitalize upon. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And we do have the live stream up and running at the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, so check in there as well. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with another segment yeah. on the broadcast. Go nowhere. La, 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 like this. Gotta be something for me to write this, queen. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here for the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club in Prior Lake. The Horse and Hunt Club is one of the premier sporting facilities in the world, and it's open to the public. This place is simply awesome. There are five different sporting clay courses that provide 30 different shooting scenarios. Memberships are available as well. You can hunt pheasants, turkey, partridge, ducks, and more. And don't forget to stop by Triggers for lunch or dinner. Maybe try some of their delicious bacon-wrapped pheasant bites. For pricing and details, visit horseandhunt.com. Americans don't trust big media. The source you can trust is Newsmax. Find it on all major cable systems or download the free Newsmax app on your phone. Millions are watching Newsmax and the Newsmax team with Rob Finnerty, Eric Bowling, Sean Spicer and Lindsey Keith, Craig Kelly, Stinchfield and Rob Schmidt. Plus weekends with Huckabee, Diamond and Silk, Gorka and Wendy Bell. 20 million people have made the switch to Newsmax. Try it. You may never go back. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Akal. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex. I'm Staff Keeley. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member and of And I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am Air proud Force. to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Everyone has important numbers a phone number, a year you were born, even your anniversary. At Appliance Renew, giving our customers savings up to 50% off is one of our important numbers. Hey, it's Michael, owner of Appliance Renew. We sell brand new scratch and ding name brand appliances. Our inventory of over 250 appliances changes weekly. I put all appliances through a 20-point inspection, checking that all components, belts, and lines are running at peak performance. Appliance Renew is locally owned and operated in beautiful downtown Farmington. Visit ApplianceRenew.com or give me a call at 612-564-9207. It's worth the trip to downtown Farmington in the South Metro for savings up to 50% off brand new scratch and ding appliances. Saving money is worth the drive when a little ding doesn't mean a thing at Appliance Renew. Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And again, we do have the live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So just do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network on Facebook. And you can uh, find us there and uh, leave a comment, question, what have you. Or you can throw things at your video screen as you're watching me do the broadcast. Whatever you like to do, that's perfectly acceptable. But uh, regardless of how you're tuning in, thank you, as always, for listening. 
Uh, continuing to uh, discuss uh, Minnesota politics, uh, the, uh, for the second consecutive campaign cycle, uh, Ilhan Omar, who is the sitting congresswoman in Minnesota's 5th Congressional District, uh, she is going to be receiving a DFL primary challenge. Uh, this is from the Star Tribune. Former Minneapolis City Council member Don Samuels is launching a bid to defeat U.S. Representative Ilhan Omar, giving the Democrat a prominent challenge from within her own party. In an interview with the Star Tribune, Samuels contrasted his leadership style with Omar's. He noted her support of last fall's Minneapolis ballot question that could have replaced the city's police department with a new public safety agency following the police killing of George Floyd. The question divided some of Minnesota's leading Democrats before Minneapolis voters rejected the measure last November, with 56% voting against the change and close to 44% supporting the shift. Representative Omar has demonstrated she's out of touch with the residents of Minneapolis in the last election, said Samuels, age 72. And I've shown that I was very much in touch with the sediments of the citizenry. A spokesperson for Omar's campaign declined to comment Tuesday on Samuels' entry into the race. Uh, well, I, I, I want to kind of contrast this primary challenge with 2020. Now, 2020, there was a gentleman by the name of Anton Melton Mukes. Uh, he challenged Ilhan Omar, and despite not being a known commodity in the Twin Cities, okay, even in Congressional District 5, uh, he raised a lot of money. Now, a lot of money was coming from outside the district because Ilhan Omar has kind of made a national name for herself and not really in the most flattering ways, particularly with some of the anti-Semitic tropes that she's conveyed, while whether it's via social media or statements she's given to mainstream media, whatever else. So obviously voters were open to uh, to replace her. And let's be honest. The DFL primary in Minnesota's 5th Congressional District, if we're, gonna, if we're being honest with ourselves, that's essentially the general election. It is. And that's not to put a slight toward any of the Republican candidates that are running in CD5. And there are some terrific Republican candidates. C.C. Uh, uh, Davis, who actually was on our election night broadcast in November of 2020, joined Mitch and me. She's part of the Twin Cities Blexit program, basically uh, black people who are exiting the Democratic Party. She's running as one of the candidates. And uh, uh, another lady whose name uh, escapes me, she's the of uh, a Somalian descent, served in the military. Uh, she was on Mitch's show either last weekend or the weekend before. Very compelling story. Two phenomenal candidates right there. And as much as it pains me to say it, they got no shot. They don't. Okay, the DFL primary is essentially the general election in the 5th Congressional District. It is. It just is. So that's why Anton Melton Mukes received so much support from outside the district. Because, again, Ilhan Omar hasn't exactly uh, covered herself in glory on a national stage. And even you even had a good number of um, progressives. You know, or at least not not so much progressives, but Democrats, for sure, moderate Democrats, who came out and said, you know, um, we feel like Anton Melton Mukes, I mean, ideologically, he's pretty well aligned with Ilhan Omar, and he'll go to Washington and represent our interests without bringing unwanted attention on our congressional district. Because people say, uh, we don't, you know, when Ilhan Omar makes a controversial statement or, again, conveys anti-Semitic tropes, that's offensive to a lot of people. And, you know, some Americans say, who in God's name would elect this woman to, to go to Washington? And, you know, people that live in the Fifth, a good number of people take that personally. It's like, look, we want someone to go there to represent our interests, not bring unwanted or undue attention on our area, where we live, where we reside. And so that's why... Anton Melton Mukes was someone who received a lot of support financially and, and this is important, was endorsed by the Minneapolis Star Tribune. And the Minneapolis Star Tribune in their editorial 
endorsing Anton Melton Mukes basically said that very thing. Look, this is a guy who's as progressive as they come. He's got the progressive chops. So he'll go and, and, and do the job that the citizens want him to do, representing their interests in Congress without, you know, bringing embarrassment to the district. And you can say that's not part of the job, but people have a funny way of deciding what is in their vested interest when they go in the voting booth, whether it's uh, from a uh, political standpoint or, you know, being a good representative PR-wise of the district. So I say all that to say I have no idea if um, Don Samuels has that kind of fundraising prowess. Because even though Anton Melton Mukes raised a ton of money in 2020 for the DFL primary, he still lost by 18 points. I mean, it was it was a pretty still a pretty resounding victory. So uh, I don't know if he has that kind of those kind of fundraising chops, or if he'll. Um, but now, but you know, he doesn't need to be a big name outside of the district to order to bring in a lot of money. Because if there is a formidable, if people find out there's a formidable challenger, then like I say, people will pour in money even from outside the district. But Don Samuels is a well-known name. I mean, again, served on the Minneapolis City Council. And his views on reforming the police department, not getting rid of it, but some reforms in law enforcement, okay, that's a lot different than abolishing it, which Johan Omar was for flat-out abolishing it, okay? Uh, That's aligned with the citizens of Minneapolis. And plus, you've got other areas like Golden Valley, and St. Louis Park and Fridley and, and Spring Lake Park and I think a little sliver of Blaine that's within the 5th Congressional District. Okay, it's not all of Minneapolis. Okay, so if if, if Don Samuels can at least, uh, you know, siphon off some of the votes in Minneapolis and hold his own in some of these first-ring suburban areas, that would go a long way. Now, where he's going to suffer from redistricting is the fact that two of the more palatable districts – where Ilhan Omar was vulnerable, uh, CD5 used to have a sliver of Edina and I think most of Hopkins, if not all of Hopkins. And those, both of those areas, that sliver of Edina and, and Hopkins, they got swallowed up into the 3rd Congressional District. So that would be more, be more favorable to a more moderate Democrat. But because those are now gone, that um, hamstrings Samuels a little further. So I'm going to be interested to see what kind of uh, fundraising numbers that Don Samuels brings forth because he is a well-known name. He is a known commodity. Um, but money, it, while it isn't everything, uh, it definitely is important, especially uh, in a race like this. Uh, we only have a uh, few minutes to go. Uh, let's go to line one. Dan in Hopkins is on the broadcast. Dan, always good to hear from you. How are you? Thanks, Brad. <clears throat> Thank you. Yeah, I heard two interviews with Samuels on on the on The Horrible Neighbor. And uh, he's pretty articulate, um, very intelligent. I think he's, very, he's a self-made man, you know. However, this is a thing that the media is not talking about. I mean, it was the uh, uh, Veritas investigation of Elon's campaign of ballot harvesting. I mean, and whatever happened to that, you know, a young man had a carload full of ballots. He was getting paid for each one. And then I understand some precincts, there were 109% voter turnout. <laughs> yeah, right. More votes than voters. So, I mean, I don't know all the details, and there's somebody in the Republican Party that should and would know that. Right. But that's that's probably why she won by such a large margin, because of the Democrat Party without any foundational principles whatsoever is really, really succumbs to fraud or commits great voter fraud, as you know, in my opinion. Yeah, thanks, Dan. We appreciate the call. we got to run here to a break pretty soon. Yeah, this is uh, the one other thing that I want to point out by Ilhan Omar is she well underperformed the, the, the top of the ticket in 2020. Joe Biden won the 5th Congressional District by 65 points over Trump, whereas Ilhan Omar defeated her Republican opponent, Lacey Johnson, by about 38 points. So that's a 27-point gap in margin of victory between the top of the ticket and an incumbent congresswoman, which is the largest. Uh, this, um, I forget his name. Um, oh, gosh, I can't. 
Uh, I want to get his uh, get his name correct. I, I follow him on um, on Twitter. He goes by Redistrict uh, on Twitter. Is his uh, tw- uh, Twitter handle Redistrict District? Uh, Dave Wasserman. That's his name. Dave Wasserman uh, from Cook Political Report. Uh, he's a a district nerd. He knows the ins and outs of all of these congressional districts, and he had indicated that. When it comes to an incumbent member of Congress, you know, particularly the U.S. House, that was the largest disparity between top of the ticket margin of victory and a U.S. House incumbent. Okay, twenty-seven points. So, um, not that Ilhan Omar was in any danger of losing to a Republican uh, in CD five because it's a D plus twenty-two district. A Republican's not going to win that. Let's just be honest. But the primary is where it's all at and she can be incredibly vulnerable there. So uh, I'm going to be interested to see uh, what kind of hay Don Samuels could make. Again, we're going to keep an eye on the story. Uh, You know, as Dan from Hopkins just uh, alluded to that, uh, you know, Don Samuels comes across as a, as a powerful messenger and is not going to bring undue attention to the district, which again, you can criticize people for being sensitive to that or not. But they do keep that in mind when they go into the voting booth, a good number of them anyways. Will it be enough? Time will tell. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-343-8638. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-343-8638. 800-343-8638 When you take the time to really get to know your body you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple The older we get, the more exercise we undertake and the more injuries we sustain the more inflammation our bodies suffer from It's so simple and my answer to that pain is Relief Factor which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect It helps the body to fight off inflammation and I've never found anything that worked better in my life I can't recommend it enough 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more That's because it works for them the way it works for me Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that rackshack attack, rackshack barbecue, Ooh. Brighten someone's day with a free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group.
Welcome back, AM 1280 Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in, 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. Thanks as always for tuning in. Uh, I, I mentioned at the outset of the show, you know, I was uh, I wanted to stay up and continue to watch the double-A championship game between Andover and Maple Grove for the uh, Minnesota State uh, High School Hockey Tournament. I I am a uh, I I grew up watching this tournament. It, it it it's a big deal here in in Minnesota. Always has been since my elementary school days. I remember uh, you know my teacher he would uh, he he turned on the afternoon games you know because the tournament would start on Thursday afternoon and he turned on the afternoon games. We sit and indulge it. And it wasn't until probably middle school or high school that I really 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 got into it. And then I would always look to try to you know, uh, hang out with my friends that had inside information on how to get tickets and go down to the old St. Paul Civic Center and indulge in a few games. It's now the XL Energy Center, but back then it was the St. Paul Civic Center. And this was my favorite part of it. It was one tournament, one tournament, eight teams throughout the whole state, not this two-tiered stuff. In fact, I've been on the record saying ever since it went to two tiers back, I think, 1991, uh, when it went – Double A and A, so you had eight teams in each tier. I haven't, I really haven't watched it much since. Now that was getting to the end of my college years, and then I was moving on with life and jobs, and I just wasn't as interested as a result. But I loved the fact that you had these small towns up north, like in Roseau or War Road or Bemidji, coming down to the Twin Cities to take on the big bad uh, metro area schools. You know. And Dave Spihar, who graduated from Duluth East High School, has this, had a quote, and it, it perfectly encapsulates people's viewpoint of the tournament, uh, the hockey tournament. It's that time of year when the North hates the Metro, and the Metro hates private schools, and everyone hates Edina. I mean, that's how people looked at it, uh, because Edina, they were, uh, you know, they obviously were the upper crust, and uh, kids were. Oh, they learn how to skate before they could walk, right? You know, because parents could afford to, you know, buy them the the top top class equipment, hockey equipment. Whereas, you know, the kids up in the north, you know, they were grew up in small towns, didn't have a lot of money and whatnot. But you know, the one thing they could do is turn on the hose in the backyard, make frozen ice rink, and learn how to skate and whatever else. And it was fun to see that dynamic. Uh, I was a Harding High School grad and. In, in the city of St. Paul, and Hill Murray was in our conference, the St. Paul City Conference. So couldn't stand Hill Murray. Okay, that's where, you know, the Metro hates private schools. Yeah, I'm raising my hand in that one. I grew up in St. Paul, metro area, you know, and uh, couldn't stand Hill Murray, all right? And uh, they would occasionally break through and win the title every once in a while. But it was always a great, you know, it, you know how bad it was? It was so bad that I rooted for Harding's arch rival, Johnson High School, to beat Hill Murray one year in the high school hockey tournament. That's how bad. That's how bad I wanted to see Hill Murray go down to defeat, and and, and kind of got a little nostalgia this weekend. You know, watching Hill Murray back in the tournament uh, this past weekend. And by the way, uh, Mitch's guest yesterday, uh, Thomas O'Neill, who uh, is running for Minnesota House up in Thirty uh, A, I believe it is the new Thirty A uh, Johnson grad. So I texted Mitch. I say, "Hey, you tell that Johnson grad that uh, someone from the arch rival Harding High School is listening closely." So, <laughs> and now you know, you know, because Tom was city boy like myself, and now we're both up in the uh, uh, second ring suburbs up there in the northwest. It's hard to believe that places like uh, Oak Grove and Ramsey are considered suburbs, but that's the world we live in now. Anyways, I digress. So watching the game last night, and get it's getting to be about 9.45, 10 o'clock, which means I'm doing the math in my head. Oh, if we set the clocks ahead, then it's actually 10.45, 11 o'clock. And 6.30 comes awful early on a Sunday when i got to get up and uh, get ready for church and all that. And, of course, go to the early service so I can get down here to the show at a reasonable time. That's like, uh, I, you know, because I remember thinking, this is such a fun game. And I said, okay, I'll wait, I'll wait till it's over. So it was 5-4 to four, Maple Grove. With about three minutes to go, and I said, well, it looks like Maple Grove's going to win this. You know, Andover is just to the east of where I live in Ramsey, and I know some people who live in Andover, have some friends who are Andover alum, and 
and know some some other friends who teach in the Andover School District. Saying, okay, you know, I'm partial to Andover, but I know people in Maple Grove too, so I'll be happy for them. Maple Grove prevails. I just want to see the end. You know, just want to see the end of the championship game because I love seeing the pride and community and school that the kids have when their school wins. Like, and then with two minutes to go, Andover ties the game. And they had a lot of chances near the end, both teams back and forth, as much energy as they could muster. And it was almost decided in regulation, but then it went into overtime. There were some incredible saves made by the goalies in overtime, and then it went to a second overtime. It's like, I, I just can't stay up this late. I'm a, I, you know, what, what can I say? I'm old. I, I, can't, I can't do it. So I you know, went, you know, went to bed, kind of wind down a little bit, and then I uh, checked on my phone real quick and saw the final score that Andover ended up uh, prevailing. So congratulations to the Andover Huskies. Like I said, I, I thought this was one of the greatest hockey games that I was ever sitting through, and that was before it even went into overtime. And then went into a second overtime. Uh, you know, again, I hockey's not my one of my most favorite sports. I'm a, I'm a casual hockey fan. I mean, I really got into it in the 80s and, and early 90s. And then when the North Stars left and the high school hockey tournament went to two tiers, it really, I just didn't have a lot of interest in it after that. Um, football and baseball are 1A and 1B for me um, on a professional level, that is. So, uh, but when I do sit down and indulge in a hockey game, I feel like, you know, back in the day when I'm sitting at the St. Paul Civic Center with my buddies skipping out on a skipping out on school watching the game, it just brought back that nostalgia all over again. And uh, you know, I've I've been out of high school for thirty five plus almost thirty five years now. And to 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 have those feelings come back, it was it was pretty incredible. So again, congratulations to the uh, Andover Huskies and then uh, class A, I believe it was uh, Hermantown that uh, prevailed over uh, War Road in uh, Class A. So uh, congratulations to those two schools. Again, um, my school, Harding High School, uh, my junior year of high school, they got to the section finals. They took on South St. Paul. South St. Paul, of course, is an elite hockey school. And had they de- had they defeated South St. Paul in the section finals, my school, Harding High School, would have gone to the state tournament. Unfortunately, they lost. That was the closest they ever came. But, man, uh, what a lot of fun memories that was. So, uh, again, congratulations to uh, – the folks of Andover and uh, Hermantown, your respective high schools, are state high school hockey champions, even though I still oppose the two-tier system. I will go to my grave. I will die on this hill, as they say. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Back in a few. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can. The U.S. government has made trillions of dollars in promises for Social Security and Medicare they can't afford to pay. Some say that taxes will have to rise dramatically as a result. What would that mean for your quality of life, especially in retirement? David McKnight, financial strategist and author of the national bestseller, The Power of Zero, has helped thousands of Americans create a roadmap that can dramatically reduce or eliminate taxes completely. To schedule a complimentary strategy session, go to thepowerofzeroshow.com or call David at 844-574-1400. Again, go to thepowerofzeroshow.com or call 844-574-1400 to schedule a complimentary strategy session. Remember, it's your money, and with David's guidance, you can build a personalized, tax-free retirement game plan. Call 844-574-1400 or go to thepowerofzeroshow.com now to get started. Investment advisory services offered through POZ Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask... 
Could I have EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. What if I told you your home movies are already past their prime? It's true. The magnetic tape used in VHS and camcorder tapes only lasts between 10 to 20 years, which means your baby's first steps, weddings, and family vacations are fading away as we speak. Digitizing your old media with Legacy Box stops this fading process in its tracks. And by preserving your recordings, they're safe forever. Legacy Box is simply the best way to preserve your past, which is why they've been trusted by over 1 million families. Your memories are meant to be shared, not chewed up by the VCR or worn away with time. For a limited time, you can convert your tapes to digital for just $9 a tape. There's never been a better time to convert your entire collection. That includes film reels and photos, too. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get our $9 sale. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to unlock our $9 offer. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. AM 1280, The Patriot. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.